Hello. Hello. What a week it's been. Hasn't it been such a week? Has it? It feels like it. Has anything eventful happened? Um, well, the school's been really quiet. Thanksgiving is coming up. I don't think the school's been quiet at all. Um, there was a fucking bomb threat this week. <laughs> That's what I mean by the fact that it's been quiet. It's been so eerie. There's been, like, no one on campus because of it. I loved the poster, though, because the poster was like, hey. I don't know why you would love that. That was, like, people who do shit like that, like, as a joke, really do need to go get some fucking psychoanalysis done. I don't love the concept of it. I don't like the idea of my life being in danger. However, the poster was just funny because you can, <laughs> you can, you can really tell that they went all out on it. You can really tell that they went all out on it because they said from 11th to 15th, 16th and 17th, a bomb can go off at any time. If you value your life, stay home. And I was like, oh, I don't value my life, so I will not stay home. I think some asshole was like just trying to get them to cancel classes early. Um, Probably. That's what I wondered. But I don't know. It's that honestly, if, if you fucking did that. Go rot. You're just fucking stupid. You're a horrible <laughs> fucking person. Shout out to how, like, casually they, they brought it up. It was literally know, a text message on a Tuesday. Like we do this every single Tuesday. Like, we just, <laughs> hey guys, it's just a regular bomb threat, you know. So, yeah, just that regular. Just, just a normal Tuesday. Bomb threats, you know. Yeah. Security's been heightened on campus. Has there, though? Because I have not seen a single cop. It, they have been towards the buildings that they marked because oh, okay. I was over by the chemistry building and because I just wanted to see. I wanted to see if there were actually police there. And there were. I was I was kind of I was surprised, honestly, because I didn't think that there was actually going to be any level of security. Yeah. So shout out to that. But yeah, campus has been like eerily quiet because of it. Um. Yeah. So that was fun. That was this week. And then we have Thanksgiving next week and my birthday. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it will be Thanksgiving week. That's true. So. Wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> November 25th. I'm kidding. I don't care. Are you going to put something on the Instagram for it? I Probably not, because I don't care enough about my birthday, too. But you want me to put something up for yours? Yours is next month. It is next month. Yes, I want everyone to actually celebrate my birthday. Okay, I'll put something on Let's the Instagram. Give Jesus a... A run for his money. <laughs> Give Jesus a run for his money yeah, by celebrating you. Guy. <laughs> but my birthday's on Black Friday, so that's going to be fun also. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. We're going to the hockey game, though, so we're not really participating in Black Friday. We yeah, participate in exciting. We participate in Cyber Monday, because that's where the real deals are. Honestly, I mean, a lot of online portals have started doing the... Um, black friday online too so mm -hmm. i think that's a lot better because just a lot of the crowd crushing that's been happening the past few years um yeah and that has happened before at black fridays just it not to the scale that like it you know where people were dying there was a wasn't there a, a gnarly crowd crush in like 2017 at a walmart in like tennessee or something i want to say because of black know. friday sale i don't know I'm sure there was one out there, but I'm I, that I remember seeing it on the news, but I don't remember where. Or I didn't when. start reading or paying any attention to the news till like I had to. So, oh yeah, fair. I still don't very much. 
But okay. So do we want to get this started? Yeah, sure. Um it's your day. It's your your week. So yeah, so we're in the Netherlands this week. The Netherlands. Is your cryptid from the Netherlands? My cryptid is not from, from the Netherlands. No. I didn't I didn't look into the Netherlands. I found something else. I found a German one actually. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I found two. So the Germans just they're perverts. <laughs> Sigmund Freud. <laughs> Oh, God, we're going over him in class today. And I was like, I hate this guy. Freud me up, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Interpret my fucking dreams. But by by Jungian analysis, you're a rebel. We all agreed on that. Yeah, that means I don't. um, For anyone who doesn't know anything about Jung, I don't. um, Apparently means that I don't care about others' thoughts or feelings. And that is exactly correct. It's very true. I don't. (laughs) And I'm very open about that. I feel like more people should be open about how much they don't care about others. I feel like the world would be much better if everyone would just admit that they don't fucking care. It would. We would be a much better society. I was surprised by mine. Mine were all over the place. So Honestly, I was kind of surprised she put you down as the wise. Yeah, I know. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I could see every other thing that y'all put her down as, but the wise? The wise was the one that caught me off guard, too, because I was like, I, I'm i like emotionally sure I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay in that aspect, but that's only because I just reiterate to my friends what my therapist tells me. I'm just the messenger. So... <laughs> But the one I, I think the one that everybody agreed on, there was the one where it was the, the, the royal, basically, or like, mm-hmm. the, yeah, that one, that one, I didn't think of myself for that one, actually. I was too focused on the one where it's like, you take them under your wing. Cause I yeah. was like, I know damn well that that's me because I have adopted all of my introverted friends and yeah. was like, I'm your mother figure now. Yeah. So that was interesting. Fuck Sigmund Freud, though. You're I hate so him. fucking weird. And I'm just, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just burnt out on Carl Jung because my English degree, I had one class, one class where we, every single paper had to be a Jungian analysis. Mm-hmm. Hated that shit. Hated that. It was so boring. But yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's get back into the criminal. So the Netherlands. Yeah, we're in the Netherlands. Um. So today we're going to go over it. This guy's actually um. kind of popular. Among the Netherlands, well, not like popular, like in a good way, but he is one of the like main serial killers known in the Netherlands. His name is Willem uh, van Eyck, um, also known as the Beast of Harksted or Harksted, Harksted, the Beast of Harksted. Yeah, my goodness, that's a badass name, I guess. Did he earn it? Does um, he earn it? No, he's not badass. He's a horrible person. Well, yeah, I get that, but I mean, like, does, does like is like does that name is that accurate to how terrible his crimes were? Yeah, he was really fucking awful. Okay. Um, I don't know why they gave him a name. Like, he sounded like a fucking werewolf. Um, maybe it sounds much more ominous in Dutch, but um, probably a lot of things sound so, a lot more ominous in their native language. It sounds so heavy metal in English, and I'm like. Y'all shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, I think giving serial killers like cool names is just stupid. Like there's one, it's one thing for like there to be like what, like um Vlad the Impaler. Ivan the Terrible. 
Those are fitting. Those are cool. Well, those are Alexander like, the Pretty All Right. Like, was Alexander the Great a serial killer? No, but I'm just saying, like, those names are somewhat earned. They're like, they're pretty okay. They're solid. Well, like, Ivan the Terrible and Vlad the Impaler, those like make sense for what the fuck they did. Mm-hmm. They're, they were terrible. <laughs> um, or like the Night Stalker, like, that was pretty ominous. Or, I don't know, just some of them were, why did y'all name them such cool names? You shouldn't do that. I feel like having a cool name probably is what promoted them to continue doing and get worse and be worse. It's because they were like, now I got to live up to the name. Probably not. I'm sure they were just For fucked up in the that, head. Like, but like in my head, I'm like psychologically, like you got a cool nickname. Wouldn't you kind of want to live up to that? There's some that like, like for like if Ted Bundy had a name like that, um, which I don't think he did. I think he was just like. He was Ted just Ted Bundy. Bundy. He was just Bundy. If they did give him a nickname while they were like linking up all of his murders, he definitely would have like loved, like he would have relished in that. Mm hmm. Because that's part of, like, he just loves the attention. Yeah, narcissists yeah. would love that. But, like, I don't think full-on psychopaths, like, like um, Ramirez, the Night Stalker, I don't think he was really paying him enough attention. He was just so fucking crazy that he just wanted to go door-to-door and kill people. Yeah. Um, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I, we, we didn't know him. How can we say <laughs> This is an outside perspective. But anyways, okay, yeah. get into the beast. Okay, so born on August 13th, 1941 in a small town in Holland, um, Willem grew up in a working class family with seven siblings. Uh, during elementary school, he was um, pretty outcasted. Uh, the other kids would call him crazy little Willem. And... He would, like, use that as an excuse uh, for his crimes later on in life. <laughs> that he was, was bullied. Like, yeah, that he was bullied. <laughs> like. I was bullied, so now I'm going to kill people. How man, romantic. those are the most annoying kids. We're yeah. like, I kind of, this is really bad. I can see why you got bullied if later on in life. You went and did something like that. Yeah, same. You were, you were bullied for a good reason. Like you should have been taken to a therapist if you were like bullied that bad, because there was something wrong with you to from begin the, yeah, with. From the get go, if your if your response to bullying is murder, yeah, serial killerism. That's not a word, but. If, like if that's anything your response, violent. anything violent in response to getting to getting bullied, it's like like I understand if you're bullied like, enough to where like you want to get violent, like throw fists and shit like that, or like set fires, because that's an anger outlet. Well, but that doesn't change set the fires. Fact. Don't set fires. Don't set fires. But I'm like that is the, exactly the, <laughs> how that's some serial killers have also done that. Yeah, but I mean like. Like, trash can fires that aren't going to lead to anything. If you're doing that as, like, an emotional outlet, that's your fucking sign that you should probably go to therapy. Yeah, definitely. If you have those urges, go to therapy. <laughs> you don't or go like, to therapy. talk to a counselor at school or... Talk to someone. Someone you trust. Damn. Do something other than violence. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is what leads us to this next part. During that time in his elementary school years... 
he actually began collecting things like dead frogs and insects. Um, Those are diseases waiting to happen. I wonder if he licked any of the frogs. Probably. There's an episode on that, I think, in Family Guy. <laughs> where they look, Yeah, where they lick frogs. That's like a thing. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild because you straight up can die from that. Yeah. Um, but funny enough, did you know that if you inject a frog's poison, it won't do anything to you? I didn't know that. However, if a snake's venom gets into your, like, if you inject a snake's venom, obviously you get affected by that. But you can drink snake's venom. Interesting. Because the the venom is Will it coagulate, coagulate your yeah. blood, but it can't coagulate your fucking stomach acid. <laughs> the human body is so weird. <laughs> but the poison, the frog poison is there to fuck up your, like, intestines and organs and shit. But it can't coagulate or do anything to your bloodstream. That's. The human body is weird. That's my only response to that. It's chemistry. If there are any chemistry, chemists, explain it. Chemistry, biology. That's weird. But anyways, so he 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 kept biology. dead dead creatures. Yes. Red flag. Um, he wasn't even interested in school. Like he didn't really care to get an education. Uh, he gained a, re- a reputation in his neighborhood for his cruelty toward animals. He was caught torturing dogs, drowning cats, and even kicking ducks to death. Um, kicking uh, them to death? At barely, yes. At barely eight years old, his <laughs> brothers described him as evil personified. His own mm. fucking brothers. And he had seven siblings. He had seven siblings, and his brothers were like, there's something fucking wrong with that yeah. one. Red flag. Um, in high school, he made a habit of committing petty crimes. And around that time is whenever he started, like, fantasizing about raping and murdering women. Gross. Yeah. I wonder, like, he was, like, analyzed by psychiatrists, but I wonder if he was, like schizophrenic or something in a way because like it it sounds like th- like the profile just sounds right it does sound right wait you what, what year is this 1940 it's in the 1940s 1940s okay like that's when he was born okay so when he was probably like it was probably the 1950s by the time he was in high school mm. so you just would have been labeled as weird basically <laughs> yeah love that weird old willem um <laughs> In 1971, so he would probably be like 30 at this point, 15-year-old Cora Mantel was hitchhiking back home from Amsterdam after missing her bus from um, a meeting with her boyfriend. Uh, Willem picked her up and he used her, or he, sorry, he, he raped her and used her own shawl to strangle her to finally kill her. Um, he then dumped her body in a ditch and, um, her body was found on June 17th, 1971. Um, because she was supposed to start a new job the next morning at a jewelry store, the jeweler was actually one of the prime suspects for a while during her investigation. And later after his capture, 
uh, Willem said that he regretted killing her because she was so young, but he finally had a chance and he took it. And on August 19th, 1974, um, Alia van der Plot's body was found near a road inside a cornfield. Um, she suffered multiple stab wounds. Her stomach was ripped open and her left nipple had been cut off. Ow. Ew. Gross. At that time, Willem lived in like a small white houseboat down the road from it. And in blood red paint, he actually had it titled The Freedom. Like that was the name of his houseboat. And witnesses actually saw him riding his moped in that same area where the woman's body was found on the very evening of her death. So police arrested him and like right then and there he confessed to her murder. And then soon after that, he confessed to Cora's as well. So he was like proud kind of of what he did. If he was that quick to, uh, to... I don't know if he was proud or he just like didn't care to like hi- try to hide it. He just didn't care of the consequences. I Maybe he was just like, know. yeah, it was me. I, I would don't think. Yeah. I would think it was just like he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah. So the fun thing about that is that it doesn't end there. It doesn't. After he confessed to two murders, it does not end there. He didn't go to, like, did he go to prison? Did he get convicted? Well, okay, so he was sentenced to 18 years imprisonment and committed to a mental health facility. Um, During the trials, uh, he was sentenced in 1975. So, during the trials, details of the murders were so horrendous that judiciary Guards had to go outside to vomit. Ew. And um, so he was he was psychoanalyzed. And psychiatric reports found that Willem had suffered severe childhood trauma from bullying and rejection from women. Which there has to be something like neurologically <laughs> wrong with you at that point. If like bullying and rejection. Are what caused you to murder. Yeah. And rape. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they also questioned if his behavior had any t- anything to do with a head injury that he suffered during birth. Which it probably did, but whatever. Very um, likely. He didn't really... He kind of resisted treatment uh, for fear of... Um, he said psychic disintegration. Um, the clinic actually... Named him one of the hardest patients that they had ever seen. If you fix me, what will happen to my sparkle? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, it gets worse. In 1980, Willem had a pen pal named Audrey, um, of whom he married, because he was released in 1990, and he moved into a house with her in Harkstead. Um, psychiatrists believed that his relationship with Audrey would keep him from reoffending. Um, here is my favorite fucking part. They warned that any more rejections could trigger a relapse. So she, like, they basically told her, like, you have to only ever say yes. Yeah. I don't know why she even married him in the first place. Whatever is that, whatever that is. Yeah. But why would y'all release him if you knew that he could very easily do that? Yeah. What the fuck? If you've done the analysis and you're like, hmm, very likely to relapse, why would you let him out? Literally. Like, we... 
he could relapse, but like it's fine. Just if you if you don't do anything to make him relapse, he'll be a he'll be a model citizen. Yeah. So so you can probably guess how all of this turns out. Uh huh. As expected, the relationship went into a downward spiral, as did fucking Willem. Twenty-three-year-old Antonella Bertholda, aka Michelle Fatol, was found in a ditch near Enumatil, and she was a sex worker that Willem had solicited and strangled with his bare hands. So this this was a separate woman. This wasn't his wife. No, this no. was a sex worker that he solicited. Okay. So he didn't kill his wife. No, he didn't. No, Audrey, he is not one of his victims. Okay. Well, not great, but like, okay. 31-year-old um, Annalise Reinders was found on January, January 21st, 1995 near Appingdom. Uh, 34-year-old Sasha, uh, sorry, Sasha Shanker's uh, lifeless naked body was found near Harkstead. Um... This is actually one of the cases where he was, like, actually found as a prime suspect because several months later, her clothes were found um, in a canal inside a bag weighted with stones over near Willem's home. Um, and, the, and because the clothes were found so close to his house and his history with, you know, murder, <laughs> um, he became a prime suspect and was arrested on November 12th, 2001. And that, that's where he confessed to all three of those murders. Um, and between his first and second arrest, eight sex workers and several other young women had been found murdered in the surrounding areas. It's so between him getting arrested and him getting convicted, I'm assuming he got convicted so a second time, right? between 1990 and 2001, eight women and eight plus women had gone missing from the area. Oh, my God. Barely 10 years. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, this case was, like, pissing me off while I was reading it. I was like, why did y'all, like, let him did, out in the fucking let, first yeah, place? I'm like, why? Why did you let him out? <laughs> Literally. Like, this is, like, with almost every case. Why do you let them out? <laughs> Stop doing it. See, these, the more, this is not the case where you need to give people second chances. The more that we go over these cases, cases like this specifically, where it's like, why the fuck did you release them? Why did you put them back in society like, when what? they're obviously going to do it again? Is the more that I understand Jason Todd. Like that, that, um, that, that animal guy from one of our other, from our, one of our older episodes from mm -hmm. Texas. Yeah. Whatever his fucking name was. He'd been he went to jail like four fucking times for rape and kidnapping and he they still let him was out it, for was good it behavior. Gein? No, no. Gein is the guy he didn't actually yeah. fully murder people. Well, he killed like maybe one or two people. Mm -mm. Yeah. He was more of a grave robber in a really No, weird, but the animal guy, guy. Four times. Four times goes to prison and you still let him out. After the second time you shouldn't have after the first time they shouldn't have. Yeah. Like, yeah. The more that we go over these, the more I, I, I line up with Jason Todd, Red Hood from Batman, that's where like, he just straight up killed them instead of being like, no, I'm not going to send no, them to Arkham. I'm just going to kill them. I'm like, he's exactly. got the right idea. I understand why Batman's not doing that, though. He, he was traumatized. <laughs> he was, but I, I, I understand still, Jason Todd more. <laughs> like when I used to watch the CW stuff all the time for DC, which like I like the show still. But oh, my God, fucking kill people like it's fine. They're bad. 
Especially if they're going to continue, like, like, and you know they're like, going to continue sorry. to escape. I'm, just like, yeah, like, just close, I'm so the, close the case sorry. yourself. I'm so fucking sorry that you're traumatized from killing that person, but they're trying to kill a million other people. Take the fucking L. Yeah. <laughs> That's your job. You're supposed to be a hero. Literally. Like, you're not a good hero if you're saving the villain just for your own conscience. Like, Shout out to Jason Todd. <laughs> literally. And they put him down as a fucking villain. Yeah. The only one getting shit done. <laughs> For real. In fucking Gotham. Gotham is like the number one place where you need to fucking kill people. Yeah, that's the place where you need to be tied uh, on security. That's where I, you need to like let your morals go a little bit and, I, and just fucking do it. I did like the new Batman because you knew, like, you knew for a fact he was killing those guys. Oh, 100%. He was like breaking these people's backs and everything. He just didn't want to use a gun, which is exactly how... How I like it. Yes. Because the bat the when Batman did kill someone, it was because he accidentally shot a innocent bystander. Yeah. Don't yeah, use yeah. don't use guns, straight bullets. Don't use guns, but you know what's it called? Krav Maga. Krav Maga. I say it wrong oh, every time. He knows a different one. You know, I know who He does know Krav Maga, but the in one the he Arkham series in, he knows Taekwondo. Well, okay, so the thing about Batman, um, he was trained by um, an assassin's creed in Japan. So oh. their their technique was much different than all the others. So like jujitsu and stuff like that, I guess. There's this like supposed to, I don't I don't know if they have any specific name or if it is one of those. I just know that it was supposed to be like an extremely deadly form. I mean, the white canary knew it. Oh, yeah. So, I think I want to say it was a, a, a keto. I want to say it's a keto, but I could be wrong. Um. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. You don't have to use a gun to kill people. That was my favorite part about the new Batman, too. Like, flipping cars and setting things on fire. Like, you know damn well he's killing people. And I was like, good. <laughs> okay. Oh, did you so, find it? So, it just says that he learned martial arts. Like, different a variety of clandestine, clandestine, whatever, martial arts. Um, He embedded himself into all those... Um, he was mostly shown in the comics training with his uh, martial arts master, Shihan Matsuda. Yeah. So he, he, he went through ninja training though. Okay. That's, that's what it is. So I think he just got taught like a variety of things. But anyway. But yeah. Oh, Gyoku. Ah. That's what, that's what he was learning in Batman Begins at least. Mm. There's another one that says Kirigi. Oh wait, that's a, that's one of his masters. Whatever. This is not a Batman podcast. <laughs> Let's go back to the subject here. Where were we? <laughs> the the TLDR. Yeah. Just fucking kill them. <laughs> yeah. Just kill them. Um. So in 1997, Willem was suspected of the murder of Anne uh, Anne de Reuter. Uh. Oh my God, her name is long. I'm sorry. Anne de Reuter de Vilt. And in 2001, Marion Vostra. Um, and this was before he was arrested in 2001 that he was suspected for that. But DNA evidence proved him innocent in those cases. And several years later, the actual murders of those two women were caught. There were even body parts found in the area, like in a sports bag. And I think they accredited that to him, but they're not sure. Unconfirmed I evidence. Yeah. Again in 1997, 19-year-old Shirley Harrigers 
body was found. Um, and around that same time, her friend and colleague Yolanda Meyer, who was 35, had disappeared. Several men were suspects, but they all turned out to be innocent except for Willem. However, he never confessed to the murders and um, he was never like found guilty. Like, I don't think they ever found enough evidence for that. The The ground around his house was excavated to search for bodies whenever he was caught, but no bodies were ever found. And um, as of 2018, Yolanda Meyer is still a missing person since 1998. I blame although, him. Yeah, so although he never confessed to any of these, it's still publicly believed and accepted that he's responsible for them. So all three of those past cases I just mentioned, they, they're still unsolved. During the trial, Willem was represented by a lawyer named Willem Anker, who also represented the relatives of Shirley Harriers. Oh, fuck. I fucked up that name. Whatever. (laughs) Harriers. Harriers, I think. However, when um, Finn Eich was officially a suspect in her murder, when Willem was officially suspected of her murder... Anchor dropped him immediately, as uh, as did several other lawyers that he went through. Um, in two thousand two, in November on November seventh, two thousand two, uh, Willem was finally sentenced to life imprisonment of the last of his last three confirmed victims. He has appealed, or he had appealed several times, but the Supreme Court of the Netherlands agreed with the original ruling of life imprisonment for him. He even requested clemency several times, but that can only be given by the head of state in the Netherlands, and each request was denied. And in 2016, Willem's property was demolished to make way for a residential area. He, uh, he finally died in prison on June 19th, 2019. And, um... That's so recent. Yeah, like, three years? Three years ago? Wow. Yeah. Um, overall, he has been twice convicted of a total of five murders. Five murders, but likely killed more. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm. So, there's your piece of shit of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Willem. Like, why? Why did y'all let him out? Stop yeah. doing that. <laughs> You are not stop, stop letting the psychopaths out when you know that they're going to do it again. You are not rehabilitating anyone. Just let them sit there and think about what they did. Oh, let them don't. Rot they in actually prison. like that. They would love to think about it. Just get rid of them. Keep them away from us. I think we should bring back uh, electroshock therapy. No, let's bring back lobotomies for them. Just just destroy their brain altogether and let them rot. You know, I wonder if doing anything to the frontal lobe would do anything to them. Imagine if they do it and it fixes them. It fixed women with hysteria. That's true. (laughs) In in an inconvenient way, yeah. Definitely (laughs) did not. Especially shout out to Tennessee Williams. (laughs) Yeah, stop letting them out. Stop letting them out. I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, I hate that it took for enough. fucking long for him to actually for them to actually do something about him. Could have just yeah. left him in there the first time. Saved how many lives? Numerous enough. Yeah, or you know, actually save more lives than that and just deal with him when he was a kid. 
Yeah, he should have never, like, if they knew he could have relapsed, they should have never released him in the first place. No. And if, if, if by eight years old, his brothers are like, yeah, he's fucked up. We don't like that. He's yeah. evil. Like, that's, that is definitely someone. Throw him in the pediatric be... ward. Never let him out. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that needs to be institutionalized. Their whole lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <sighs> hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Hmm. Just that, that that whole scenario. Oh, Anytime yeah. we go over cases where it's like, this so easily could have been avoided if you had just, you know, used common sense or done the logical thing and just kept them out of society. Yeah. Those are the ones that piss me off the most. Definitely. <laughs> there, it, it makes no sense, but whatever. What well, ever. Whatever. <laughs> Emphasis on the what? <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Okay, who's your? What's your little cryptid boy? Let's 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 go on to is the it lighter a boy? note. It's uh, it's a something. Oh, um, what is your little cryptid something? <laughs> little cryptid cryptoid. Well, well, run, run, running on the beast theme. Uh, the first cryptid that I have is the beast of Gavaldan. 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 Uh-huh. In a rural. It's from a rural region in France. I struggle with that word. That's a big word for rural. Elmo. Rural. 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 I like it makes me want to slip into my dialect. I want to say rural, rural, (laughs) rural region of France. Um, between uh seventeen sixty five and seventy sixty six. Werewolf one, kind of. Yes, this is where the origins of the French werewolf came from. Mm -hmm. Yep, the French werewolf. Oh, I love this one. Yep, the Beast of Gavaudan. Um, I'm gonna keep saying it with a German accent, even though it's French, because I I'm terrible at a French accent. I also don't know how to say it, and Google butchered it when I tried to listen to the Google version. So, <clears throat> an unknown creature killed over a hundred people in this rural region of France, uh, and captivated over a hundred people. Over a hundred people, oh supposedly, God. between seventy sixty five and seventy sixty seven. So between two years, He's this nasty boy. thing, this nasty thing. So it's a hungry thing. It is He's a hungry boy. So in Gavudan, France, uh, about 100 men, women, and children reportedly fell victim to La Bête du Gavudan. Mm-hmm. While many French at the time presumed the beast to be a wolf, and many modern scholars agree, some have suggested that the beast may not have been a wolf at all. Because uh, the first recorded fatal attack of the beast occurred on June 30th of 1764 when 14-year-old shepherdess I want to say Jeanne, but that's not right. Jeanne, Jeanne Boulet, uh, tended a flock of sheep. Boulet was not the only creature's first victim, as historian J.M. Smith wrote in Monsters of Gavudan about two months prior, a young woman tending cattle was attacked by a creature that was like a wolf, yet not a wolf, but escaped because her herd defended her. So her she- herd of sheep defended her? Yeah. They do that? Apparently. What the fuck? <laughs> they got some cool sheep in France, I guess. I want a sheep. I want a goat. <laughs> I want a goat, too. But coyotes fucking love that shit. I know. You can't have a fucking, goat around here. Fuck those goats. You can't have a goat without, like, a bunch of fencing and shit to protect them from the coyotes. Yeah. So, the attacks continued through summer and into autumn. According to George M. Erbhart's 2002 book, Mysterious Creatures, A Guide to Cryptozoology. I've read that book. It's really good, actually. 
uh, France was in a slump at the time because it was they were just coming off of the Seven Years' War. So the nation that had lost battles to Prussia and the British and Louis XV had lost overseas colonies. And the Beast offered a perfect foil to, rile, to rally around. Rile, rattle, rattle around. Rattle rally. around. Rally, rally around. That's the word rally. you're looking for. Yeah, that's the word. Good job. You, <laughs> you completed your wordle for the day. I did. <laughs> uh, and there was no reports in the press about encounters with the animal, though. Um, it was kind of just like a local thing. So the Beta Ferosa, also known as the Ferocious Beast, attacked and partially ate women and the young, according to the reports. Um, but the lone adult men were also targets, so I like them to be alone. There were so many attacks that some speculated there were, in fact, two or more of the beasts. So there wasn't just one. I could see that. So the terrified populace of Gavudan did not sit idle, and individual stories of bravery captivated the public. As Smith wrote, bounties were offered and hunters combed the countryside looking for the creature. On October 8th, 1764, hours after a mauling, the beast was seen at Chateau de la Baume stalking a herdsman. Hunters followed the animal into the estate's wood and flushed the animal into the open. The hunters shot a volley of musket fire into the creature but after a fall, the beast rose and ran off. Like on its two feet, or it what just does it mean rose. Rose. It just means like like it it they shot it, it fell over, and oh. then it got back up and took off. It was like LOL JK, not dead. Oh. So Hey, what <clears throat> if it was like a plot twist and it was like a wild boar? Imagine. Because like those that shit doesn't die when you shoot it. That's true. They're fucking durable. And they can rip people to shreds. Especially if it's like a fucked up, like gnarly looking one, it. it probably would look like a wolf, but not a wolf. Yeah. And they'll do it. Like they, mm -hmm. they will eat people. So it's terrifying. Uh, there's actually a statue <laughs> of, of, of this, this gnarly thing with a very specific person called Marie Jeanne Valet. Uh, and it's the, the, the statue itself is her like shoving a spear through its chest. Um, but. Because of the massive, basically everybody being like, there's this fucking beast out here and it's after us, uh, King Louis XV actually dispatched hunters. So even children apparently also tried to take on the beast. Uh, on January 12th of 1765, the beast attacked 10-year-old Jacques Portafeu, I want to say it's Portafeu, and a group of seven friends ranging from ages 8 to 12. However, Portifo led a counterattack with sticks, driving off the creature, and the children were rewarded by Louis XV, and Portifo was given an education paid by the crown. Hey, that's pretty tight. That is tight. Louis XV was like, good job, kid. You get an education as your reward. <laughs> good for you. You get to learn to read. <laughs> so the children's heroics promoted the... Prompted, not promoted, prompted the court of King Louis XV to send royal hunters to destroy the beast. There was now a 6,000 uh, bounty, 6,000 liver, $6,000, whatever, bounty on the creature's head. The story of the beast, meanwhile, was spreading and covered newspapers all the way from Brussels to Boston, becoming one of history's first media sensations. So, Among, huh? So... So just the far west of Europe, the UK, and 
Boston. <laughs> the, the very far east of the U.S. Yeah. I guess that's a long time for like, I that's, guess that's, that's like a that's pretty, pretty good far, distance. wide distance for them. But I'm just yeah. thinking like, it sounds grand and everything. Like, it's cool that I went all the way to Boston. From but like, France just think that's Brussels. only, you're not covering as many, as much people as you think you are. Yeah. I think it's just impressive that it crossed the ocean I mean, and made it over time, to America. Yeah, definitely. At that time, that's a shit ton. Yeah, but like, it's not that many. But it was. It, it, I did think that it was really cool that it became one of her her stories. I can't talk. History's first cryptid media sensations. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, among the most notable tales of bravery was when nineteen or twenty year old Marie Jeanne Vallée, the one that's in the statue, uh, was attacked on by the beast on August eleventh, seventeen sixty five. While crossing the river Dege with her sister, armed with a bayonet affixed to a pole, Valet impaled the beast's chest and the creature got away. But Valet became known as the Amazon and the Maid of Gavudan because of her efforts. Oh, nice. She was taking no shit from that beast. I'm, I'm proud of her. So on September 20th, uh, 1765, Francois Antoine, the king's 71-year-old gum bearer, and his nephew shot a large wolf near an abbey at Chazé, which was assumed to be the beast. Antoine was awarded with money and titles, and the corpse of the animal was stuffed and sent to the royal court. But attacks started again in December, (laughs) according to an account in the 1898 volume of the Parisian Illustrated Review. This time, the beast seemed different, at least behaviorally. Where before the creature had been afraid of cattle, and this time, where before the creature had been afraid of cattle, this time it was no longer afraid. Uh, Was this then a second beast is what people started to question. The royal court chose to ignore these new attacks, insisting that Antoine had killed the creature. Finally, a sudden outbreak of attacks in early June 1776 compelled a local nobleman, the Marquis the Apecher, to organize a hunt. On June 19th, one of the hunters, a local man named Jean, or Jean Chastel, shot a wolf on the slopes of Mount Mouchette. An autopsy of the animal revealed human remains inside, and the animal had non-wolf characteristics as described by witnesses. The attacks yeah. ended, but while it is assumed that the beast Chastel bagged was the beast, doubts remained that it was indeed just like a fucked up wolf. Um, I saw a documentary on it once, and a lot of people thought that it might have been a hyena that um a guy owned that he just like let loose mm-hmm. to just like kill people. Which I kind of like that theory better because that definitely makes a lot more sense that if it's like something wolf-like but not quite a wolf and like something that could rip something to shreds, like hyenas are probably one of the most like deadly predators. They're they're fucking gnarly. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's literally uh, one of the theories. So historian, scientists, and pseudoscientists and conspiracy theorists have all proposed theories about the beast. And about what the beast was, among the suspects, a Eurasian wolf, an armored war dog, a striped hyena, a lion, some kind of prehistoric predator, a werewolf, a dog-wolf hybrid, and even a human. But, like, the description you see, so, like, one of the, 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 the prehistoric predator that they suggested that it could be was the now-extinct 
Hyanodin, uh, Hyanodin, which like I'll show you a picture of it. Um, mm-hmm. That looks, oh yeah, yeah, it looks pretty much like a just a prehistoric hyena kind of, mm-hmm. and that's what, also what they describe about it. So like some descriptions of and, and the behavior of the beast. Um, the beast was consistently described by eyewitnesses as something other than a typical wolf. It was as large as a calf or sometimes a horse. Its coat was reddish gray with a long, strong panther-like tail. The head and legs were short-haired and the color of a deer. It had a black stripe on its back and talons on its feet. Many drawings of the beast at the time endowed it with lupin-like characteristics. So werewolfy type Mm -hmm. shit. Witnesses described the beast as an ambush hunter which stalked its prey and seized it by the throat. Very hyena-ish. Yeah, that's very much a hyena. Uh, The wounds found on the bodies were typically to the head and limbs, with the remains of 16 victims reportedly decapitated. The creature prowled... Yeah, hyena's jaw will probably do that to you. The creature prowled in the evenings and in the mornings. So, like, between... Until the sunset, all the way to the sunrise. I think hyenas are nocturnal, so... They are. Um, Of the candidates for all the things that they suggested it was, obviously, the werewolf was the most popular... Uh, also, unrealistic is that the beast was an extinct prehistoric predator, such as a bear dog, dire wolf, or hyodonon. That makes is, sense. The idea that such an ar- a large animal would evade detection for thousands to millions of years was just too implausible, according to Smith. Um, but I, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, we have found... We've, we've found some interesting shit like that. that we're like, how did so that like, survive this long without being found? So yeah, and this is this 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 is the 1700s, like yeah. So like I definitely like it's possible. Like it's definitely happened before. Um, some others have also suggested that it was a human serial killer that might have been responsible for the attacks, and he basically mm-hmm. just donned on like a modge podge of like wolf and hyena and bear skin and shit like that to to do his killings. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of disregarded because of how animalistic the killings were. Yeah. So, um, and then of course the speculation that it was an armored war dog, which would explain its appearance and why it shrugged off musket shots. I mean, I could, I could see that as well. I feel like something like that would definitely like have a trainer behind it though. Yeah. So for the most part, that's that. And then there's a ton of different of uh, there's a ton of information on like why did they think it was the different um, the, these different animals? Yeah, but they all come up to the same conclusion, which is like, but that's a weird way to do it. Like, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. If you want more information, just go watch MTV's Teen Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go watch that. Man, I loved that show. I, I was don't even obsessed know why. with that show when I was a teenager. I don't even know why. I was Team Stylist. I don't know why I liked him so much. Oh, Styles? Yeah. Yeah, Styles I love was Styles. cool as fuck. Now Dylan O'Brien is like the hot shit. Like that man. Yeah, for real. Proud I don't him. know where the other guys from that show is, but he <laughs> he made it. He was in a T Swivel music video. <laughs> he was. Uh, so that's the beast of Gabuldan. Um, I also have another one. Cool. Uh, which is, it's a bird-like legendary creature. Oh, I love birds. Birds are great. That shit's fucking, birds are so scary. Yeah, I was, I was like I've, deep into the cryptozoology site trying to find something. You know? And this is how I stumbled upon it. It's called yeah. the Elvetrische 
Elvetrische or Elvet. Is it Aztecian? No, it's German, but it's like oh. old German. It's um, it's 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 know, written very strangely. Do you want to take a shot at it? Yeah, sure. I'll try. Elvetritz. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny story. My my so my supervisor at work. She was meeting with this new person from somewhere in the building, like in a different like office as us. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I heard you hate birds. And the 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 woman was like, Yeah, I'm not a big fan of them. And she was like, Well, I have a ton of birds in my office. You want to see? <laughs> <laughs> like she had like pictures of birds. Like she has like little pictures of birds, like not everywhere. It's just not crazy. But like little cute pictures of birds. She was like, Here, I have all these birds in my office. <laughs> I was like, What are you doing? <laughs> she's a bird watcher she's proud of her birds it was so funny i'm proud of her birds for her she doesn't watch birds she just like has some like garden pictures of birds and stuff <laughs> so the elvetrische elvetrisch plural elvetrische or elvetrischen is a bird-like legendary creature which is reported to be found in southwest germany especially in the palatinate palatinate uh, the Elvitrish uh, can be seen as a local equivalent to mythical creatures of other regions, such as the Bavarian Wuppertinger or the Thuringen Rasselbach. So the Elvitrischen had been forgotten for a while until a gentleman named Espenscheid rediscovered them and he began to organize hunting parties, which were harmless pranks. One of the Bavarian kings was once served roasted small birds for dinner, which were declared to be the El Vitrisha, but they were turned out to be quails. Yeah, I was going to say they were probably just like yeah. some fucking pheasant or something. So it supposedly inhabits the Palantit of Germany. It's described as being a chicken-like creature with antlers. It also has scales instead of feathers. However, it is said that their wings are of little use. How is that a bird at all? <laughs> Penguins are birds, and they don't—they don't have feathers. They have birds. They don't have antlers either. That's true. Uh, that is why they live mainly in underbrush and under vines. Sometimes elvetrician. They don't get their antlers caught in the vines or anything. That's what I thought. Then they run through and like get it caught like that's <laughs> like a cat with a collar. Like, do they yeah. just snap off and regrow? Like, I I needed to know this information, and they don't have it anywhere. I wanted to know. They didn't think that far. No, they didn't. So sometimes Eltvitrician are depicted with antlers of a stag and their beaks are often uh, often appear to be very long. In the second half of the 20th century, artists increasingly portrayed the Eltvitrician as female by adding breasts. Like it had boobs? <laughs> yeah, it had boobs. So like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see a like picture B-stars. of it with boobs. Like beast stars. I wonder if I can find one. You probably could find one if you looked it I'm up. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Elvitrich? Yeah. Okay. Elvitrician female. See if you can find the, the booby the booby interpretation while we do that. Um, so it supposedly originated from crossbreeding chickens, ducks, and geese with a mythical wood creature such as goblins or elves. Being a fowl, they naturally lay eggs, which uh, as a result of descending from forest spirits grow during the breeding seasons. Eggs in a variety of sizes are also artistically depicted as, oh God, this word, Eltvitrischen 
Brunenen. Oh Brunenen. I found one. Oh, you found one? I found them. <laughs> Does it look like these stars? They got <laughs> It has nipples, too. Like. <laughs> oh, my Damn, God. Damn, she's got a rack. I'm proud of her. They look like dodo birds. They do, kind of. Um, oh, yeah. So the eggs are in various sizes, artistically depicted at the Brunnen in Neustadt at der Weinstrasse. So the area which the tales of the Eltvitrische spread expand from the Palatinate, Palatinate forest in the west of Germany towards the east across the Upper Rhine Plain to the southern, the southern, the southern parts of the Odenwald. The mythical creature also appears in the north of the Baden-Württemberg in the main Taubekreis, where they are known as Ilvedrische. <laughs> The children are told at night that the creatures sleep in the crowns of the willow trees standing next to the river Tauber. In Neustadt an der Weinstrasse, where, which is said to be the capital of the Eltwitrisches, there is uh, an Eltwitrische fountain created by Gernot Rumpf. Other sources considered Don in the southwestern Palatine, which is, also has an Eltwitrische fountain. Öfweiler or other villages as secret capitals of these creatures. Um, also, they can be found in Pennsylvania. Why are they always in like, <laughs> did someone take it on the boat with them whenever they were <laughs> did, um, like whenever they were um, immigrating? Like, why, why are y'all putting all this shit out here? <laughs> so this is exactly how Florida got boa constrictors. In Pennsylvania, among the Pennsylvania Dutch, the Eltvitrische, also known as the Abeltrische, the lore consisting with the Eltvitrische similar to that of the Eltvitrische in that the victim of the trick was set out with a bag to catch one and left abandoned. The Pennsylvania Dutch are convinced that Palatinate people, their biggest group of ancestors, had taken some Elbendritschele, diminutive of the Eltvitrische, with them so dass sie ken hemwe Grigadeta, so that they wouldn't become homesick. You got a chicken with boobs, yeah, to not feel homesick. Uh huh. They 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 took they took the chicken the booby chicken German. with them. It is very it's very Dutch, very German. So tales of the Elbdetrisha are also documented in Amish communities. The newsletter of the Pennsylvania German Society is S Elbdetrisha. Literally named it after them. So they did hunt them, obviously, like a jackalope. The Eldvitrisha is thought to have been inspired by sightings of wild rabbits infected with the Schopapillomia virus, which causes the growth of antler-like tumors in various places, including the head. Why? So that's where they think that, like, maybe that started from was that it was a bird with this disease, like a what, chicken with this disease, and the, the, the antler. Boobs? I don't know. I think they just it was it was like a B stars moment. They just they were like, okay, but imagine if it had tits. I feel like imagine maybe if the tit was had just tits. like making a joke and then someone just decided it was canon. <laughs> um there are several clubs in the the pa- Palatinate towns and cities that promote the myth of the Elvitrich. El- oh my god. Elvitrich. Elvitrichen. Uh, the Elvitrische Club in Landau, formed in 1982, is the oldest of all these clubs. A square dancing club from the same city calls its annual dance special the Landauer Eltrische Jagd, um, also known as the Landauer Eltrische Hunt. There is also an Eltvitrische 
Academy in Pirmazes, a college for its for a college for Trishology in Don, and an exhibition with figures of the mythical creatures in the Laundown Zoo, as well as the zoo in Kaiserslautern. And then there is a number of monuments, one of which has the boobs, as you found. But yes, um, that is the that's the bird. The antler bird. That's a weird bird. It is a weird bird. Um, Shout out to Germany for having the weird bird. Yeah, why do you have such a weird fucking bird? <laughs> um, so yeah, the Beast of Guthan, so which that one's fun. That's we, an interesting we one. We solved the mystery. We solved the mystery. It's a teen wolf hyena. Yes. No clue why the bird has boobs, but all right. Yeah, I really think someone was just like making a joke and um, other people were just like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and let's um, just anthro like, like let's turn the chicken into an anthropomorphic woman. That's just so weird. But yeah, yeah. So those are the cryptids today: France and Germany. Francis was pretty. It was pretty gnarly. Not gonna lie, I loved that one. I was very interested in that one. Yeah, I um, I I'm gonna have to find the name of the documentary, but it was a really interesting documentary on it. Um. Like different theories, they even like um, studied the bones because they still have them from mm. the first one. It was yeah, it's it's a really cool tale. I think this week we went over that murder. Um, Willem van Eyck. Willem van Eyck, the Beast of Gouda, and the Elfvetische. The the origins of the vampire. Uh, not the vampire, the werewolf. I was thinking of Twilight for a second. <laughs> The origins I've been of, of looking at so werewolf. many Twilight memes. Oh, dude, same. Oh my god, I love Twilight memes. <laughs> French Edward Cullen ever. can't hurt you. Oh, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. Oh, go follow our socials. Happens. Should probably also yeah. end on that. Go follow our socials. Um, if you have any suggestions, DM us or comment on one of our posts. We'll look at it. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, where can they find us at on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, um, I'll put them back in the description again. But yeah, we've mentioned in the past couple episodes, so you should get the hint by now. <laughs> but well, yeah, all right. This has been criminal slash cryptid. Bye. Bye.